Welcome to the Unblocking Crypto Podcast. This podcast is not financial advice. It is meant for entertainment purposes only. These are just the opinions of a couple of rambling wrecks. Alrighty, welcome back to episode number 30 of Unblocking Crypto. Today is going to be another focus on NFTs, and Adam's going to explain a little bit about blockbacks. But before we do that, let's chat a little bit about what's going on in the NF or in the blockchain space. Some big news, Meta is now expanding their NFT integration to Facebook. Uh, they previously had it just in, at Instagram, but now they're moving everything over to Facebook as well. I think it only be a couple of blockchains, Ethereum definitely being one of those. If you also look at what Reddit has done, they have quietly launched their own NFTs and also started a $177 million crypto fund. So they are getting into the blockchain space pretty heavily now. And then from an, an upchain on other blockchains, the merge for Ethereum is supposed to happen in about two weeks. So that's pretty exciting. A lot of talk going on there. Cardano has actually also mentioned that their fossil hard fork will happen around that same time, which is great. And then Arbitrum, who is a layer two scaling solution for Ethereum that has been growing quite a bit, has announced they're going to have an upgrade, which will for the most part, increase their throughput and slash the fees, which their fees were already less than Ethereum, and now it will be even better. On some higher level news, the Federal Reserve has announced that they are planning to release a CBDC sometime in 2023 that will be used, it sounds like, for payments between companies, I guess. And then if you look at kind of the macro side of things, the DXY, which is the strength of the US dollar, has now reached 20 year highs. So hence why everything is struggling against the DXY. We'll see what happens with that here over the next couple of weeks as well. And then last but not least, just to give you guys a quick update for those of you that had any sort of money on Voyager, the claims process has started for the most part you're probably not going to have to do anything you should have got an email but if you do need to submit a claim you have until october 3rd at 5 p.m it looks like so details are definitely you can get those through voyager great so that's a quick recap let's jump into blockbacks so welcome back adam hey thanks jason appreciate it all right so i know we've talked about some other nft projects um, and you have introduced me to Blockpacks in the past, but they're doing something a little bit different than some of the other companies out there. So let's, can you give everybody a high level overview of what Blockpacks is and what they've been doing over sure. the past few so, years? So Blockpacks is, is interesting. It's actually the very first NFT project I ever got involved with. I own a uh, collectibles company, and so I, I've, I've my entire life I've been in, I've been very interested in collectibles. I've been interested in sports cards and comic books and um, you know autographs and memorabilia and all these things. And so they came off across my radar. They did some Instagram advertising, and basically what they're doing is they're doing like a lottery style giveaway of these major memorabilia pieces in history. Like, Hank Aaron rookie cards and Mickey Mantle cards and comic books and all this stuff that's all been graded and, and, and has various levels of value. And what you do is you buy into what they call a RAS. And what a RAS is in their NFT space is a digitized NFT, which represents a chance at winning these 
um, pieces of, uh, of collectible memorabilia, whatever, whatever it might be. So you buy in and at some point, uh, they, these are, um, these are called drops. So it's, it's at, at some point during the drop, let's say 10 days in 15 days in, they do like a Thanos style snap and half of these, uh, NFTs are no longer in the, in the lottery anymore. And so it's this exciting, thrilling ride every time they do a drop where you have a 50, 50 chance every time there's a snap at winning or losing um, these, these prizes, these, these collectibles, this memorabilia. And as you get closer and closer to the end, you can imagine the value of these uh, NFT drops goes up and up and up. And uh, they're all uh, tradable on OpenSea. I think they use Polygon for uh to, to minimize uh gas fees um and in the past we've talked about gas fees and nfts um and so th that's kind of the high level it's it's a fun lottery system that's based in real physical assets and at the end of the raz if you're holding that winning nft you have the ability to continue to hold it and it lives on the blockchain as a tradable asset that everyone knows can at some point be turned in for the physical asset. And so some people choose to actually send off, all of these are insured and stored and all that stuff uh, as, as you would any physical asset that has a high value, or you can just keep it on the blockchain and trade it and sell it to someone else and just get your liquidity out. That's really cool. So I think one of the big problems with a lot of these assets is there's limited places to go to liquidate those. And now what right. they've done is kind of create a marketplace to help with the liquidation piece and the ownership via NFTs, right? Exactly. So in a, in a current market space, if I own a, uh, there's a recent sale of a Mickey Mantle rookie card. Uh, I think it did like 12.6 million or something like that. Now, in order to get that sale, yeah, I think they use some kind of an auction house. So there's fees involved. There's all these things. But if I own a, a, a Michael Jordan card uh, that's worth 10 grand, I might not be able to get that 10 grand out if I can't find a buyer. I might have to travel and, and go to card shows and do all these things to get the full maximum value out of a card that I think is worth more than what I would sell for it, like on eBay. But if I have it on the blockchain, there's a lot more eyeballs now that have access to uh buying that and then not having to worry about storing it and when you have a, a company like blog packs they store it for you so there's a lot of benefits to this type of um physical ownership of an asset that is digitized on the blockchain and allows for easy liquidity so i think it's a, a unique um utility that i think will have a lot of value in the future for people uh, as these types of things get more and more popular because this this market is went through a kind of uh, roller coaster in, a, in a, a bit of a bowl a few years ago where assets were just going crazy. It's cooled down. Everything's cooled down, right? And we, that, that tends to happen. But in the future, I think there'll be a lot of uh, traction for this type of utility. So is it possible too for you to take some sort of asset that you have and send it to block packs and they can tokenize it for you and put it on the blockchain? That's actually and, something and that they... Yeah, that's actually something they talked about early on. I just, I don't think their community was large enough for it to fully make sense. But honestly, anybody could do it. It's just a trust factor, right? Like I could take something that I own, uh, create uh, NFTs that represent 
marginalized ownership of, of anything, right? That's another thing that they've done in the past is they've taken a Michael Jordan card and broken it up into, you know, two or 3,000 uh, percentage ownership pieces and, and, and wrap, razz those off. That can be something that, that you can win. Um, so that, that's definitely something that they've talked about. I actually think there are other companies that exist that maybe even already are doing something sort of similar. There's one called Dibs, D-I-B-B-S. I think their website's D-I, uh, dibs.io. Um, and there's a couple other ones that, that are kind of doing a similar thing, but not really focused on NFTs as much, just digital representation of ownership of something. <laughs> um, eBay has a vault now where you can send stuff off and just store it in their vault. It's not exactly the same. There's more fees involved. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's uh, a direction that they're moving. There's also something that they did fairly recently that I thought was very fascinating and also a way to capture more market share and more eyeballs because of the way they did it. They gave away CryptoPunk number 1859. Now, anybody who's familiar with NFTs knows that uh, CryptoPunks were some of the very first NFTs that were ever created. Um, they were actually just given away for free. And now you could uh, easily sell one for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, CryptoPunks are very valuable and, and iconic in the NFT space. And what they did was they broke up uh, the, the potential um, lottery token into like 2,500 different possible uh, di uh, digital NFTs for uh, this raffle or this lottery. And some of them were given away for free. Some of them were uh, awarded to people who are just involved in the blog types community. And it kept whittling down. And every single time it, it got uh, split in half, but instead of the, the the NFT just being dead or going away, the losers were given a color. So there were commons and then they were like teal, blue, red, gold, and, and then black. And then the winning, um, the final winning NFT turned into like this rainbow, whatever. And it represents the physical ownership of, of CryptoPunk uh, 1859. And it ended up being someone who had gotten a free drop so they paid about two or three dollars in gas, and they won a hundred and eighty thousand dollar NFT, uh, which is crazy to think that uh, if you're if you're early in the space and you just jump in here and you got a one in twenty five hundred chance of of getting this amazing you know piece of historic history that they did that, and then not only that, now every single one of those losing NFTs that didn't win represents the very first. Uh, giveaway like this uh and and is a crypto punk basically trading card an nft style trading card that exists on the blockchain and what they're doing with it is they're going even one step further if you own any of these uh there's only one winner but if you own any of the losing um crypto punk uh giveaway nfts now you're entered into the next raz their next drop which is going to have some amazing stuff in it some comic books some video games that are all graded you know, it's, I think it's got like a Mario Kart, with the original still in its package with like this amazing grade and some other sports cards and stuff. So they just they were really doing a good job of, of capturing the attention of the collector world and, and showing how you can have true utility um, by um, by using the style of uh, storing of your assets. And they're the creator, I mean, I guess not um, Cyberpunk, but for all these other NFTs, they are kind of the creator. So 
they are getting correct. the five percent or whatever they have anytime these are traded correct yep, correct so their royalty systems i think five percent i think that's right but they because they owned crypto punk 1859 they were able to do this they were they were able to use the art to create nfts to create these digital cards and only recently has crypto punks allowed that to be i forget the exact phrase for it you might remember cco does that sound right where it's like common uh, copyright ownership or something like that where CryptoPunks wasn't until recently, like in the, in the last few months, uh, allowing people to do this. Like this wasn't something you could do. A lot of uh, people are given IP rights to their uh, NFTs when they own them. And that's something that CryptoPunks uh, recently did. So, so they, yes, they created these sort of rich pieces of art that are like the actual CryptoPunk itself with a different colored background, depending on how far you got in the lottery. And, um, and so let's say, for example, if you do a search for block packs on OpenSea, you can see they have like four or five different little worlds they live in where some of it is actual physical ownership tokens. Uh, some of it are um, percentage ownership uh, tokens. So you might um, have a you know 20% ownership in um, a specific asset or you might just own the whole thing. Uh, and they have all kinds of other little things that they do. They, they do like Harry Potter cards they have broken up into different rarities and things like that so they're they're kind of in the collector world you can kind of find your niche if you're into sports if you're into comics if you're into whatever they, they're kind of doing it all and uh they have a really kind of thriving discord community uh of, of all of the nft projects I've, I've ever been involved in it's one of the ones i've made the most profit in because the community is so it's a small community but it's very active and very alive um and so like because I got in very early, I was uh, rewarded with um, assets that held that are they're held in high value in their community. Like one of them is called like a legend status, um, uh, basically like a like a little card. And if you have the legend card, you have first dibs, first access to these bundles of of drops. So you might get a hundred or three hundred or four hundred or whatever. Um, the legendary tier was one of the higher ones, and I was able to to sell that for a, a really good uh, EV based on where I, where I bought in. And then I, there's another project they have that, that, that uh, has been really profitable. So it's just, it's, it's a, it, Block Packs is a, is a very fun growing community that uh, I think really has its finger on the pulse for uh, collectibles and uh, just innovation, so. Yeah, so how often do you see um the fractionalized NFTs get traded. Is that a common occurrence or is it mainly for a single person to try to get all of it so that he can get the collectible themselves? Um, a little bit of both. So some of the earlier products where they tried some of the fractionalization, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't go as well. So they did even more giveaways to try and drum up excitement about that. Um, so it really just kind of depends on which project you're working in. Another um, way to, uh, look at it is uh, it's a game, right? It's a lottery system, but there's not so many people involved that you can kind of have some really good strategy when you get into it. Like, let's say, for example, there's a card or something that you're really interested in, and maybe not a lot of other people are. They're, they just want to sell their lottery shot at it and get rid of it for maybe five bucks or, or three bucks or two bucks. You can go around and actually look at the potential, your your potential EV for buying let's say 50 or 80 of these at a dollar or $2 and realize that one of those is probably have a, have a decent chance of winning. 
um, or at least making it to the further rounds to then sell to make more to make even more money. So it's one of these where if you're if you're into it and you're and you know what you're doing on a specific uh, piece of, of memorabilia or a collectible, you can really the, the return on asset uh, on your on your investment can be really good. So it's 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 kind of take it takes a little bit of research to kind of get comfortable in the ecosystem. But once you are, it's it's you can you can really be smart about it. It's not it's not there's some skill to it. I guess I should say it's genius on their end too because it's kind of forcing transactions to happen and then they're taking a cut of each each time that happens. So yeah. they want lots of different rounds and people to be buying or selling those exactly. fractionalized pieces until there's one winner because they get a ton of revenue up until that that one thing is given away and, and maybe even more more than what it's worth at the end of the day right so and if you think about like the crypto punk i think he the the guy um that uh, started this had owned this crypto punk for a while so he was able to leverage um the popularity of crypto punks but also i'm pretty sure he he bought in at a much cheaper price so even though he's giving away a hundred and you know, eighty thousand dollar NFT. Along the way, all of this uh, marketing and these micro transactions on all these different purchases at five percent a pop, as you know, it gets closer and closer to that final one. Uh, I don't know what his return it was, but I'm sh I'm sure that they made a pretty good profit off of it. Well, that too, and it's probably some sort of write off to give it away to donate it to it or to another company. I don't know. Maybe if he donated to the company or sold it, I don't know. But it, yeah, yeah there could have been some tax benefits to that too which yeah. <laughs> is always yeah. an interesting way of looking at things yeah so yeah so you're right there's a couple ways to look at this this is if you're an entrepreneur who's looking at you know getting into mts and, and new ideas this is a definitely an interesting one for entrepreneurs but if you're a collector who just wants to um get your toes wet on the future of collecting this is definitely where we're headed well i think so many people always want to see um something real right and something you right. can hold and this this is very much that right i mean it is actual cards and comic books and things like that the benefit is for the most part if you want them to store it for you and not have to worry about it then they take care of that i guess the other question is do they have any insurance towards any of yes. that or yeah so okay. um if if you look at uh like i said i think their website it's spelled b-l-o-k P-A-X, so I think it's blockpacks.io, I think if I remember correctly, let me see if I have it written down here. Uh, it's just blockpacks.com. Um, yeah, fully insured, they have every, they have uh, an office space and, and everything is stored and um, and secure and everything like that. So it's all backed, it's all backed up. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely one of the more um, unique projects that I've seen and, and um, I've had a lot of fun. And like I said, it's, because the community is pretty tight, but fairly small, um, and small and growing, uh, there's a lot of focused eyeballs. It's not like you, you, you get into some NFT projects where, you know, there might be 5,000 or 10,000 or 20,000 people, but there's really only like six or 700 holders. It's just people, it's just, they have a lot of eyeballs, but there's not a lot of people who are active. This has a lot of active people for the small community that are, that are in it. Very cool. So where do you think you see this company or where, where, are they, where are they going in the future? What are they going to do next? Or is this the only thing they have to do? Uh, that's a good question. They have a couple of different um, arms. Um, so they're in um, another 
arm of the block packs world is this barefoot parrot, uh, barefoot pirates. Uh, it's gone through a few iterations. Um, and I think it's finally getting some traction where they're, where they're getting into, um, uh, in real life, uh, events. They're also creating a rum line. They're, they're playing, they own a, they own a, a board ape. Um, uh, and because they have the IP rights that now they're able to, uh, create all these, um, uh, it, it, iterations of their one board ape, but they, they transferred it into what's called like a pirate. And so they have a rum line merchandised in real life events. Uh, as far as block packs is concerned, I think this just scales. I, I don't know, um, how much further they can go with this other than maybe creating an entire, um, um, avenue for other people to store their physical assets and and get involved in this style of of collecting um i there's a lot because the because the hobby is what it's called when you're into this sports cards and collectibles they call it the hobby when you're in the hobby um if you can get a big push from the 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 general media in, in the general um um group of people that it, that is in it I can see it exploding. I mean, this because it's starting off as small as it is, and it's still very successful. If you can get a large number of people uh, to, you know, place their items uh, into the block packs vault, and that just becomes the standard, right? I mean, eBay is trying to do that now, where they're trying to get people to send all of their their graded stuff and just have it live at eBay. And then when you buy it, it just moves to someone else's locker or whatever, you know, it's just, it doesn't actually have a locker, but, but it's, it, it just gets assigned a new owner. I can see that happening with NFTs a lot better than I can see it happening with eBay just because of the fees involved. So I think that's, that's potentially their, their next kind of room for growth is just scaling. Yeah. And I'm sure you don't know the answer to this question, but I mean, this is still so early in this space to where, I'm assuming a very small percentage of transactions for collectibles are happening on the blockchain in general, right? It's, it's not, not Correct. everybody has moved over to blockchain, blockbacks or, or eBay or anything else. This is just a fraction and there's hundreds of X to, to get, to grow from there. Oh, very, very, very true. Yeah. There, there, there's kind of an old head, um, thinking in the hobby there's these you know these uh going to card shows and you know th th that kind of stuff and then there's a small percentage of people that are moving to this sort of um this digital ownership where you don't have to worry as much about you still want to be able to hold it right if eventually you decided you know what uh, this is my this is my pc this is my personal collection i want to actually turn in this nft and uh, and and get the physical asset then i can still do that but i think there's enough people that that are uh have an entrepreneurial spirit that want to trade buy sell ride the roller coaster the highs and lows of, of you know a baseball player hits a grand slam and they start getting really hot you start seeing sales on ebay for that as a put instead you could just start seeing uh the ownership of the nft uh version of that ownership um you know going up and down instead instead of you know waiting you know a week for it to get in the mail and then you got to relist it because you're trying to make a profit this is just happening real time well and i guess the way i look at it is it's, it's kind of a version of digital art 
where if you own it, you still have a picture of it that you can display somewhere. You right. just don't have to worry about the actual physical ownership in dealing with that. Right. right. So yeah, it's it's just like anything. Um, if you have a whole bunch of stuff in your uh, basement that's worth a bunch of money and your house burns down, you know, and you didn't have that insured, you know, you're screwed. So this is this is uh, even like a safety mechanism backup where you can you could in the future uh, um, be able to just send all your stuff off to somewhere where it's safe and you know have that have that assurance. Yeah. Well, this has been great. I mean, it, I think seeing real life examples of NFTs in use and the growth potential is very exciting. Anything else from a Blockbacks perspective that would be interesting for you to share? Um, I think just if you're interested in learning about what they're doing, you can follow them on Twitter. It's just B-L-O-K-P-A-X. And just kind of, if you want to get your toes wet, like I said, go on OpenSea and uh, get your account set up and buy some of these uh, CryptoPunks uh, cards that will represent um, uh, their next drop. So let's say you own 50 of these uh, these CryptoPunks, and then you have 50, 50 chances basically to um, to win some of these these this next level of collectibles that they're doing. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I I think that um, they are really carving out some unique utility a lot of nfts are pfp based or their utility has to do with ip rights or their utility has to do with um, merchandise or music this is our metaverse this is very like tangible physical assets um th that are represented by nft ownership on the blockchain are there still um free drops that you you can give away almost as like an affiliate link um they don't have that set up they probably should it'd be a good um play by them and i think they did it very early on and maybe just didn't have traction with it um but yeah early on they were doing a lot of free drops where you might get five or six free drops um just to test it out i, I think they're they're doing a good enough job now that they don't really need to do that for i think they're they're selling everything out it's just a matter of uh, driving up the value with demand so um but yeah, keep an eye on when they do their drops. If, if it's something that you're interested in, in, in checking out, like I said, just follow them on Twitter or go to their website and, you know, just see, see what's on the, the horizon for them. Their next big thing, like I said, is this, they're giving away a, a, a giant size X-Men graded. It's a comic book that's got like the, the, the very first appearance of like Colossus and some other characters. And then they have like graded uh, video games. Like I said, like Mario Kart, they have a, uh, a graded 10 Michael Jordan, uh, one of his earlier cards, um, some other stuff. So, um, and they're always um, getting new uh, items in and, and announcing their next drops. So, one to keep an eye on. Very cool. Well, as always, Adam, I appreciate you joining in and educating us on some NFT space stuff. So, I uh, look forward to having our next conversation around NFTs. And uh, thanks for joining. Yeah, absolutely, man. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to the next talk. Thanks for journeying down the crypto rabbit hole with us. If you're interested in learning more about crypto, please join our private Facebook group, Unblocking Crypto. It's a small community discussing new ideas and just asking questions to learn more. Hope to interact with you there.